Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we talk about crappy furniture from IKEA, the traumas of moving, and American presidents, among other topics. Let's go! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, a delightful guest with us today, Jordan. A delightful yeah. guest. I okay, you know, full disclosure time. We've had we've we've had a lot of like people on the show that I'm you know. Uh, you know, a fan of, um, but in this case, I'm legitimately worried about embarrassing myself. Well, you did, you peed your pants earlier, and you haven't done a good job blotting it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I can still recover from the pants piss, but uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of embarrassing behavior might be on the horizon. So, you know, apologies up front. What kind of stuff do you think might be on the horizon? What are you thinking? <sighs> Let's brainstorm. There's too much buildup. You know, you haven't said my name and people are probably thinking, oh, my God, they have Mr. T or something <laughs> really, you know, special. Uh, from the world of books. <laughs> I have... Expectations have lowered immensely just from that. Sarah Val, welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, fellas. Sarah, what, here's, what, here's what happens, Jordan. Sarah goes on book tour, but because she's a celebrity book author... And we all know Sarah Vowles. If there if there is a celebrity book author, it's sure. Miss Sarah Val. Because she's a celebrity book author, she gets to go on two book tours per book. So she'll go on a hardcover book tour, sure, just like any author does. Mm-hmm. But like only celebrities. We're we're talking about James Patterson. We're talking about <laughs> um, uh, the Purpose Driven Life. Celebrity <laughs> pastor Rick Warren. L. Ron Hubbard before he died. Uh, and Sarah Val go on a soft cover book tour as well. So her new book, The Partly <clears throat> Cloudy Patriots, is uh, in uh, soft cover at the moment. Well, Paperback, they Jesse, call that's it. Jesse, mm-hmm. like, that's like eight books ago, you just said. Hmm. The- well, you know, on the paperback tour, everything is slightly diminished. So <laughs> not that you should feel I was gonna, yeah, less I was gonna special. Say. But uh, <laughs> for the listeners, I am just sitting in some dude's apartment and his his <laughs> friend who his co-host friend is doing laundry as we record this this is true i just i just moved just for the for the benefit of the listener uh if if things sound terrible on this week's program my apologies i just moved and some of my shit got broken in the move um and uh we're here we're here in the my new apartment uh in los angeles uh silver lake district and um jordan called me this morning and said, hey, Jesse, uh, what's your address? Because this is the first time Jordan has been here. Um, I told him my new address, and he said, is it okay if I bring, do you have laundry? Can I bring some laundry over? That I'm, would make my life a lot easier. I'm just trying, okay, I have a, I have a packed day. I'm, like, I'm not trying right. to make you guys feel like assholes for taking <laughs> up my time. That's not what I want to do. I'm glad to be here. I'm just saying I have a packed day, and if I can have a load of wash in while we do this, that's going to save me some time. I thought you were Mr. Fluffenfold, Jordan. Uh, uh, months ago on this program, you gave a little dissertation on the merits of taking your laundry to someone else to have them do it for you. A laundress, for example. Yeah, I got tired of that because it was expensive. I was going to say, it <laughs> seems like one of the 
having listened to this show, I guess if you can call it that. Um, it <laughs> you seems know, I like, think it's probably appropriate to put, to put show in quotation marks now that I think about it. It seems like one of the recurring themes is, Jordan, is your thriftiness. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was it's impressed, true. actually, when you brought up the fluff and fold that this was something that you had decided to do with your hard-earned chicken scratch. Yeah, you know, and, and that it seems to be a, a, a pattern with me. As Which, I, by the way, is what I call money, apparently. Not a hastily written note. I'm which in is Oklahoma what in 1936. <laughs> I don't even think they called it that. I think chicken scratch, isn't that chicken scratch just like a quickly, quickly written note or something? I don't know. I think it is maybe also that. Yeah. I think money is. I don't think I made that expression. You're thinking up. of big enchiladas. <laughs> oh, right. That's what they called it in Oklahoma oh. in 1936. Guap. A, I was Guap. actually born in Oklahoma, and we said greenbacks. Oh. <laughs> okay, my apologies. No, no, my apologies. Um, uh, sorry, Jordan. Here, here's the kind of the the pattern I see. R e my thriftiness. Like I reckon, like it's one of those like character flaws that I recognize. Some would say miserliness. <laughs> sure. It's no longer a character flaw, though. You know. Since the economic mm, downturn, yeah. yeah, it's it's a thriftiness now is now it's, a virtue. Now yeah. it's a topic for a thousand different public radio features. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Kurt Anderson wrote a whole book about why people should be more like you, Jordan. <laughs> wow, did he? <laughs> he? I think he would have consulted me or something. What was Kurt Anderson's nickname when he was on Jordan Jesse Go Dynamite? Uh, Explodo. <laughs> Explodo. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I recognize it as a thing that I deal with is, you know, not wanting to spend money. And then I'll find, you know, I'll find an aspect of my life, whether it is, you know, going out to better restaurants or, or, or taking my clothes to the fluff and fold or something. And I, I say to my, or, you know, buying nicer clothes and I say to myself, fluffer nutters, yeah, buying fluffer nutters. Um, and then I say to myself, Okay, Jordan, here's you're going to start spending money on this. Your life is going to be better. You're not going to notice the money's gone and uh you're on your way to becoming a, a better, more well to get uh, well put together human being. And then you just in 3 months I give up. And I'm like, "Nah, it's too expensive." <laughs> yeah. So, uh anyways, I'm 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 going to try and maintain some of these non-thrifty habits, but uh Is that why you got that waterbed? <laughs> yes. That's a big reason. You know, and for uh, improved fucking. <laughs> Do you really have a waterbed? I don't have a waterbed. Okay. Yeah, I wish I did. That'd be great. <clears throat> I have a you bed. know, my old um, my old launderer in New York was this very funny um, Chinese man, and uh, he is he here now, <laughs> Sarah? Can you bring him out for us? But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Is this the, part of your one woman show. I'm not the snazziest dresser. You know. I mean, I'm. A, I I prefer. The color, all of my clothes are colors found in a bruise. <laughs> yeah, sort of black. In the bruise color black wheel. Black and dark blue. And, you know, oh, I'm wearing dark gray right now, as you can see. Um, That's a gangrenous bruise. And mm-hmm. uh, he would always, when I would drop off my laundry and dry cleaning, he would take everything out and, you know, to tally it up. And uh, he would always uh, sarcastically describe each item as he made the list, you know, and, and he would say, one black sweater, one black skirt, two black shirts, ooh, gray sweater. <laughs> you know, like, 
Ooh, a color. You got sassafrassed by your launderer. I have been sassafrassed by my launderer. I just, I mean, I know this is radio and listeners can't see us. Sarah, I don't think you needed to grab the ends of your eyes and pull them back <laughs> while you did that. I'm just saying, I don't think it added Although, to it. I just got a little I, I don't. I will say this. I thought the coolie hat lended an <laughs> air of verisimilitude. I don't think, Jordan, that you needed to be playing the pentatonic scale um, an air pentatonic scale. It's just a nervous habit. Yeah. Don't, uh, you know. Um, no, but you know, I um, while I mean, probably a good time to talk about this. Uh, Jesse and I actually were moving at the same time. Yeah. So we, I, we, we basically it was one of those situations. I'm not, Sarah. You probably know about this with your girlfriends. Jordan and I are a little bit psychic. So of course. <laughs> Yeah. So, of course. That's because our, our periods have sank up. Yeah. So we... Sank up? Synced up. Sanked. Sanked up. Sunk. Yeah. Our period shifts our have periods sunk together. Our periods sunk up. Uh, anyways. Um, uh, so, we, of course, we called each other at exactly the same time and each got the busy tone mm-hmm. because we were calling each other to ask each other to help each other to move. Mm-hmm. And did you help each other move? No, we couldn't because Jordan was literally moving. Uh, Jordan and I were literally moving at exactly the same times. And uh, Jordan is in and out of town. And, uh, you know, I've been in a car accident recently. So it was sort of a bad situation for helping. And we well, don't enjoy each other's company. It's yeah, also we sort antagonize of un- each other. unfair since apparently Jordan doesn't own anything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, so yeah, and I, I definitely I realized how little stuff I own when moving didn't take that long. Uh-huh. So it was a, maybe a maybe two <laughs> afternoons mm-hmm. uh, it took to move basically everything I own. Um, yeah, what, and what's it, the biggest thing you own, Jordan? Ooh, geez, um, got a desk. I think it's probably my desk was the was the biggest most comfortable uh, cumbersome thing. Um, you have that racing wheel for your Xbox. Oh, yeah, I do have that. that That's was, got a sizable base. I had, to, yeah, I had to tie that to the top of the car. <laughs> uh, bungee cords. And so, yeah, and, and, and here's my new... Here's my new taking laundry to the fluff and fold okay. that I may or may not abandon in a few months, but I hope not to. Is um, Now, I, Jordan, be careful, because I don't want to alienate our listeners in these tough economic times with tales of your largesse. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, so I, I, it's, I moved, this is my own place. This is a roommate-less situation. This is a nice one bedroom. I have a nice little living room and a, you know, a nook for breakfast. Sure. Um, and the, I've always been petrified, petrified, petrified of, uh, nesting in a place of, of putting myself in a situation where I couldn't move. Where you can tear up newspapers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, where I can store my seeds in my cheeks. Um, (laughs) and because I'm just, I'm always afraid that I'm like my incompetence is going to be brought to light that I will be fired that I will be rendered unemployable for the rest of my life like I'm and then I'll just have to I'll just have to very quickly get my shit together and go to my mom's house at any point like I'm 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 always uh, Hollywood is a tough mistress It is absolutely you know uh you know, I'm sure Seth Rogen deals with similar things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when Observe and Report didn't do as good as he'd like. Hey, not not everybody's in The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people are in All About Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you worried there's going to be some kind of um, uh, young, hip person pogrom where <laughs> there will be there will be knocks at the door and you're going to have to run out the back door with only... 
your video games in your hand. <laughs> yes, with, with only my top five video games. <laughs> Jordan, I'll, have to, I'll have to lit out for the forest. Jordan already has a carpet bag packed with um with his with his Xbox 360. <laughs> some some dollar bills. Yeah. Um, um, a Canadian passport. <laughs> now, when you describe your breakfast nook, since it seems I'm guessing you probably don't have any breakfast furniture, right? Do you? Is that just where you stand and eat yogurt out of a carton or something? Yeah, that's that's. I do mean, you need a kitchen I'll, table, Jordan? Because I have a kitchen table in my you know I space I, right actually, now. I actually do. What's what's in there right now is a card table I got from work. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I I, 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 I legit I looked at that and said to myself like okay Jordan don't have this card table here for more than two months. Is like, it a Volcom card table? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know. Is that what happened? Well, it's a co-sponsored card table with Volcom and Red Mountain Bull Dew. and uh, Jack Spicy Links. <laughs> when, uh, whenever you do start acquiring things, do you do you know like which era of the decorative arts you might be drawn to? Um, that's that's something I need help with. In, Art Nouveau. In, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, because Jesse seems to, um, he seems to skew sort of mid twentieth century. I would say. Yeah, that's fair. That's very I, fair. I personally prefer the arts and crafts movement. Oh, oh. I was I I was looking at a catalog, a Bonhams and Butterfield catalog, mm-hmm. uh, just the other day, and there was a was most it beautiful the Bar- Barbara Streisand auction. No, that sounds fantastic though. Uh huh. I read Barbara's got taste. Well, she does have quite a museum quality collection of stickly. Oh, superb! <laughs> I had my eye on this Harvey Ellis Rocker man. Oh, gracious! <laughs> yeah, I'm, at this point, guys, I'm mm-hmm. basically just saying to myself over and over: just don't get a bunch of shit from IKEA. That's my rule. That's my new rule. I right now we moved into this apartment. I really lo- like this apartment. I'm very happy with it. The only downside is there's no storage in the bathrooms at all. Mm-hmm. Like they have those pedestal sinks, sinks that everybody wants in their apartments for some reason, and there's no under thing. And then they have flat mirrors instead of cabinets in the mm-hmm. above the sinks. And so there's literally we have our bathroom stuff like uh you know our everything besides our toothbrushes in just one of those like uh, $6 plastic bins from Costco mm-hmm. uh sitting in our bathroom. And so we're trying to figure out what is the solution to this problem and my rule is I no I'm not bringing anything else that's made of uh that's been compressed from tiny pieces of wood mm-hmm. and covered in plastic. That's that's my new rule. Like nothing else like that. I have some, you know, you can see some some uh, IKEA bookshelves right here. Sure. But no more is entering my life. That's my new rule. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, <clears throat> I really I mean, as saying this as a guy who I really don't feel like Jordan is up quite up to that aesthetic protest yet. Uh huh. Am I am like I I've... misinterpreting Jordan? No, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, well, Jordan, would you spend six dollars on a bin from Costco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably like hang around outside the Costco dumpsters and just take or the uh, yeah and, and and take whatever they were throwing out. When um, I moved, we hired movers. First time in my life, we hired movers. Mm. They had me sign a piece of paper that said if anything made of that pressed wood stuff broke, it wasn't their fault. Really? Like that's the only like there was no other like weird restrictions or anything. Just their rule is anything from IKEA, we expect it to break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if there's an umlaut in the name of the thing, we are not responsible for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, saying this as a guy who doesn't look nice and his home has never looked nice, I, I you recognize... You could have just stopped it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a fella, um, I recognize when you do walk into a an apartment of someone, you know, in their mid-late 20s and they do have the all Ikea house, mm-hmm. I recognize that that looks shitty. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, granted I only got a bed frame semi-recently and probably have no room to say someone else's house looks shitty. You're really growing up. Yeah, thank you. I feel good about me. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely recognize that aesthetic of me and my mom just went for an afternoon and we put this all together. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. I want to have some, maybe try some... Uh, you know, garage sailing and uh, mm. and uh, uh, antique storing. You gonna go to the Long Beach flea market with me? Yeah, I'll totally go to the Long Beach flea market. You with have you. to get up early in the morning. I can do that. I approve awesome. of that. You know, uh, have I, my whole family comes from Oklahoma, and my, all of my uncles are the garage sale kings of Tulsa. Wow. And uh, my late wait, un- there's more than one garage sale king. Doesn't that cause <laughs> unrest? Bro- they each have their own fiefdoms. Oh, okay. They're brothers. Um, and my late uncle... That just makes it worse. Is, are, any of the, are any of them Catholic and some of them Protestant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them's imprisoned right now. Um, no, but my late uncle, John A., the nicest thing he ever said to me was once we were at a garage sale and I got an accordion for $20. And he said, <laughs> you paid a good price for that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Praise from Caesar. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. Jordan, your your new house reminds me of. I was just going through old uh, photographs at my uh, uh, my grandmother's place, and um, we came upon this picture of my bedroom when I was little at my dad's house. My my parents divorced when I was like three or something like that. And I was this maybe I'm six or something like that, and it was sort of a full shot of my bedroom. And the thing that struck me when I saw it was that I literally did not have a piece of furniture mm-hmm. in this entire shot. I, unless you count a mattress as furniture, there was a mattress on the ground. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one of those um, rugs that has a picture of a town on it that you can drive your little sure. cars around. Um, and there were a few different piles of things, mm-hmm. but not one shelf, cabinet, anything, nothing. That was the lifestyle I led with my dad as a child. It was like it was like you eat pasta and salad. <laughs> <laughs> you have no furniture at piles. Yeah. yeah. So I'm basically, sh- Jordan is like a divorced dad. <laughs> yeah. Without the former spouse or offspring. Exactly. So he has all I'm the. Big, I'm, on the weekends, I'm going to a lot of boat shows. <laughs> the zoo. <laughs> you know, have you ever read uh, Sinclair Lewis's Main Street, Jordan? I have not. Because, you know, maybe your whole anti property um, stance is more of a kind of proto feminist thing where, you know, there's this character. Yeah. Um, yeah Carrie, yeah, I, like I think, it. is her name. I like it. And she's, you know, lives in Gopher Prairie, which is about as exciting of a town as it sounds. And, <laughs> and, and she's um, petrified of domesticity. You know, he says that one word home, it terrified her. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
Well, Jordan, yeah, how do no, you no, feel? I, you know, I, I like this. I, I, I have not read the book, but yeah, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with it's just feminism me, that I'm into. I'm just into broads. I'm into broads and their shit, so I want to help them by not buying stuff. Let's check in on this. When I ask you to bake me something, how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I just want to take off my clothes and live in the woods. <laughs> when I give you socks to darn because they need darning, uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I just uh, want to have sex with the town minister. So there you go. It's it's obvious that this is an ideological thing. I would have pegged Jordan yeah. as a Gramscian. Yeah. But You're really going to enjoy it when you move to Washington, D.C. and hang out with the suffragettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Okay, we're having fun. We got uh, Sarah Val here. Of course, Jordan Morris and myself. We'll have more Jordan Jesse go when we come back in just a second. Jordan Jesse go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah, did you come up with a nickname? Oh yeah. What am I? A class class act. Sarah Bell, class act. Except for every time she comes. She's now been to my apartment twice. Both times she has relentlessly mocked me for having uh, this American Life uh, TV series poster on my wall. That's true. The nice people at Showtime took the time to send it to me. The least I can do is put it up. It's framed. <laughs> I framed it. Sorry. <laughs> That's why you, also, yes, why you also have that Californication poster up. <laughs> <laughs> the fine folks at Showtime. Um, uh, Jordan, we just opened the Max Fun Store. Yes, we did. Let's talk and, about, <laughs> and I by we I mean I didn't have anything to do with it. No, you didn't. We did try. We did try and round up a new design for a Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt. Should we have a contest or something? Mm. What should we do about oh, getting yeah, a new Jordan Jesse Go? We should totally have a contest. What, what's the prize for the contest? We can pay people. Yeah, but we should have like a cool. We should have a cool prize too. You know, on um, Pacifica Radio. Yeah. Um, back in the day, I remember listening to one of their pledge drives, and the incentive gift was a s- recording of a speech by Aristide. <laughs> <laughs> in that's, French, I'm guessing. That's yeah. what, Or in Creole, probably. Yeah. Probably in Creole <laughs> French. Um, yeah, so how about this? A recording of a speech by you, Jordan, in Creole. <laughs> that's fine. Is our prize. Or I'll just do like a, I'll just do like a crazy New Orleans voice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome y'all to Nolans. <laughs> Gumbo y'all. That was my crazy New Orleans voice. That was actually a really good uh uh impression of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. Yeah. Um so we're gonna we there's no Jordan Jesse Go t shirt in the store yet, but if you go to uh uh the it's at Topatico. Do you know about this Topatico? Nope. Topatico is this website. It, it might be called Topato Co. Like potato with but with the letters switched around. I know about Kotaku. <laughs> um Topatico. Uh it's this it's this website where a lot of our a lot of our pals uh from the world of uh web comics and uh and so on like uh a uh, Brandon Bird mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of stuff for sale there. Uh, yep. David Malky from Wondermark has a lot of stuff from for sale there. These kind of folks, they have their broad range of stuff for sale there, and you can kind of buy different stuff there. You can if you buy, you know, three shirts, you get five bucks off that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're running our whole merch operation. It's uh, topatico.com/maxfun. T O P A T O C O. Topatico. Uh, dot com slash max fun or there's a link on our website we've got t-shirts 
which we all we printed all of them on the nice alternative apparels like the Jordan Jesse Go t-shirts we made last time. Yep. Did you get you get, you get positive comments from that t-shirt, right? Women just want to touch you when you're wearing it, right? Uh, I mean, I don't go around wearing the Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt to the gym, certainly. Uh, but yeah, no, I get I get I get touched a reasonable amount. Scott Simpson it. was telling me about how when he <clears throat> wears it to the gym, chicks always check him out. He told me about that. Okay. It's because it's the it. quality, the alternative apparel quality. Uh, that's because Scott Simpson is so tall and lean. He is. He's a boyish, too. Sure. Boyishly handsome. Yeah. Um, that, guy's, that guy's the whole package. <laughs> uh, we got hooded sweatshirts, which yep. is something people have been asking me for for a million years. And I also made Max Fun polo shirts. Mm-hmm. So here's what it is. It's like, it's a, it's like a secret way... To be wearing, uh, uh, you know, endorse your support for Maximum Fun. Like, you could wear it to the office. Basically, it's it's a navy blue polo shirt. It's a really nice quality polo shirt, too. And uh, the embroidery, instead of being like your horse with a polo player or your Lacoste crocodile, is the little Maximum Fun rocket ship. Rocket ship for Maximum Fun. So it's I'm, like a skull and bones kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. People love that. Or exactly. like those um those Jesus fishes. Yeah, precisely. I thought about using a Jesus fish, but then I thought that's a little too on the nose. <laughs> Riding you know? Max Fun and it is just a little bit too on the it, nose. And a, a rocket ship is really just a Jesus fish turned on its side. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and go in space. Right. Which is a uh, Jesus fish. Jesus doesn't can't exist in space. He can't handle the vacuum of space. <laughs> That's why he's not as good as Spider Man. Um, I'm gonna put this into the timeline of the show before the thing about Jesus and Spider Man, and so just wait, this guys. is a tease. Just wait. This is you're a gonna tease. get a great something to look forward. And to. as long as we're... oh, you're kind of ruining we're kind of ruining the punchline. That's though. sorry. That's well, fine. As long what, as you... do do whatever the fuck you want. As I don't long care. as we're talking about shit too that people can spend their money on. You just put uh, tickets to Max Fun registrations for Max FunCon are now available. MaxFunCon.com. Hodgman and Colton are coming back, and we've got uh, the Maria Bamford's coming back because she wanted to do like a um, uh, an open mic type situation. So she's going to have your first stand up comedy show with Maria Bamford uh, as one of the classes that's offered. And Maria will uh, take all comers, whether you have some or no comedy experience. You can try stand up comedy with Maria in the audience, and Maria's going to do some new material that she just wrote. Um, she's a lovely woman dude she is so awesome she is so amazing every time I see her I just think man I wish I was that good at anything and John Hodgman he's my proxy twitterer oh yeah he does he twitters on your behalf from time to time Mm -hmm. he's the one who broke wide open the fact that I started wearing Birkenstocks no Mm -hmm. you did not start wearing Birkenstocks did you you continue to wear Birkenstocks I still have them did you, is that that's something you didn't want to get out? <laughs> no, no, I, I sanction everything. Oh, okay. Hodgman's sort that's... of the TMZ of Twitter. Is yeah, that what we're learning. Yeah, yeah. Did, is this he because... also told Twitter that I didn't know what Twitter was. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you do know what it is. Is it just something you don't care to have in your life? Why, why do you I need really, a proxy? I don't need any more interaction with people. I'm good. <laughs> Nice. She's got her tea parties. Yeah. yeah also, parties. also so might be out of timeline. Also, <laughs> might be a tease and not a callback. Um, okay. So, maxfuncon.com. We got Maria, but we uh, new people this year. We got Mark Marin. Uh, we got also uh, wonderful. A, yeah. brilliant Al Madrigal, super brilliant past guest on Jordan Jesse Go, of course. 
Uh, we've got a really awesome Clifford and Kid who uh, still, still want me to teach that improv class. You're gonna teach an that? improv class, absolutely. Yeah. Possibly less hang- hungover this time. <laughs> no, I'm going for more hungover. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna do a bad job. You're, you can take a. It's literally Max FunCon is the only place in the world where you can take an improv class from Jordan. Where he is just super hungover, like he's not looking at Hate, the stage, he's life. barely listening. Hating life. Um, it's a really special experience in that sense. And of course, our friend right here on Jordan Jesse Go, another Jordan Jesse Go friend, is going to be there. Uh, a little fellow you might have heard of named Andrew WK, uh, the Man. king of fun. What is he going to do? Is he going to is he going to play music or he, is he going to? He's going to give us an inspiring talk. Great. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh man. You guys good. are quite monarchical. I heard the one with Nick Hornby, and you called him the, the king, king of, of all books. He's the oh, king, of, the all king books. of all books. Yeah. Yeah. He is the king of all I apologize. When... You can be the queen of all books, but you have to marry him. Um, we're just friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When's the revolution? You know? <laughs> when are you start, going to start electing representatives in the arts? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they yeah, and they represent their art on a kind of a rotating basis, and then after they've been in charge for a few months, somebody else. No, it's it. no. natural law. God controls the arts, <laughs> and He chooses its monarchs. Yeah, divine right. Mm-hmm. Um, so maxfuncon.com if you want to do that. But I I really like this Max Fun Store thing. New operation, but the shit that you can get in this premium stuff you know that i don't fuck around right jordan no you've no i've you've never fucked around for a second in your life not for one minute now granted this entire show is the premise of this show is basically fucking around but in terms of quality of garments it's a ruse yes We're and not actually it's all very calculated i thought i was here to talk up the joys of literature <laughs> you're so mistaken hmm. you're just because you have a new book Called the it just came out in in soft cover called the partly cloudy patriot. That's like Jesse, mean, that's like eight books ago. Hmm. That's the right one, right? It's still in print and available in stores. Is that so the wrong? Jordan. No, no, you're right. You're is right. that the wrong one? Is that not the one that just came out in paperback? The one that just came out in paperback is called the Wordy Ship. The Wordy Shipmates. I got it wrong. I read both of them. Okay. I read them both. Thanks. Mark my words. I read them both. I, I sent the wordy shipmates to uh, uh, my uh, t- teenage brother in uh, at the University of California at, Sa- at Santa Cruz. Uh, he's he loves history. Hmm. What do you think? Has he read it yet? Uh, I don't know if he's read it yet. He's too busy smoking dubs. He's probably just smoking some dubs. Right, Santa you know, Cruz. Taking some mescaline. Yeah. You know that kind of it shit. It would be a good book to read on that roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, you can put the, that on the cover of the book. Especially as the Massachusetts Bay colonists are, are you know, um, floating across the Atlantic. Yeah. You too can you be too floating can through be the sky mm-hmm. alongside a, your barf on a potentially dangerous roller coaster. I'm really causing, I'm really having a problem. Jordan, I really should start having a note thing in <clears> front of me between me forgetting which book was Sarah's new book that she's on tour for right now. No, mm-hmm. that's fine. At least you remembered the old title. Sometimes I do interviews that start, so I hear you're a writer. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jonathan Ames, uh, woman. Last week, I forgot Seth from a uh, Yeah Dude's last name. A uh, uh, Yeah Dude community, not happy about that. No, yeah. Not happy oh, about that at all. I was listening to your radio show recently, and you were talking about a trailer park. And someone who has, who has made a show or a film or something set in a trailer park. The trailer park boys. Yes, and you called a trailer park a milieu. 
<laughs> is that not Amelia? That was a mistake. It is Amelia. Thank you. But I was it was just an interesting use of the word milieu. <laughs> I never thought of a trailer park as milieu. It's like you're you're just expanding my horizons, you know. Anything can be a milieu, no matter how humble. <laughs> yeah, there's such a I have a you know just because I live here in Silver Lake and all my neighbors are rich white people and I'm a uh, now a rich white person. And uh, my wife just got her law degree and uh, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean I'm not a man of the people. Mm-hmm. You can tell that by all these military medals I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I your, thought that was just because you were a giant dick. On your sweater vest. Okay. <laughs> one, more thing, one more thing I want to say. Uh, you, um, probably a lot of people out there already know this from the Twitter or the blog. But me and uh, Adam from You Look Nice Today, Lonely Sandwich, have this new video series coming out called Put This On About Men's Clothes, speaking of sweater vests, mm-hmm. which I endorse, um, called Put This On. Uh, you can follow the blog at putthison.com. And if you live in Southern California, we're having a launch party for it on uh, Friday, October 30th at Rising Sun Jeans uh, in Pasadena. And it's this amazing store with leather floors. Um, I'm making gin punch uh, from a 1964 episode of uh, issue of Gourmet Magazine. Uh, we're going to be serving Miller High Life, hopefully in pony bottles if I can find them. Yeah. It's the champagne of beers. Um, and we're going to have uh, Mexican Coca-Cola. So it's going to be quite a party. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be quite a party. Sounds good. Um, so how about all that shit? MaxFunCon.com for registering for MaxFunCon. Uh, Tapatico.com slash MaxFun for the MaxFun store. And uh, put this on.com for the new uh, blog and everything. And, of course, uh, Sour, Sarah Val's new book just out in paperback is called Radio On. <laughs> Radio On, Sarah Val's newest book just out in it's paperback. Eat, Pray, Love. That's <laughs> yeah, a different book. Elizabeth Gilbert, thank you so much for being here. It's, it's been, been such a pleasure. pleasure. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Sarah Vowell. You know, I used to be radio sweetheart, but yeah. apparently I was usurped. You quit yeah, the you business. <laughs> you quit the business. Um, you were intimidated. That's why you got out. You heard I was doing my thing on college radio in Santa true. Cruz, and you said, I'm mm-hmm. out of here. It's true. Sometimes I'm done with you this. just got to make way for the new generation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sticking around, you know, past my prime. Absolutely I'm not. I'm no Dick Van Dyke. No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he really wore out his welcome. Didn't he? Uh, touring, he, he just touring made company way. of the music Dick man. Van Dyke's like, you know what? I'm going to make my way. I'm going to... Ah, shit. I was going to say something about Jerry Van Dyke, but then uh, <laughs> I got intimidated. Something about Coach. <laughs> you got intimidated just, uh, by... For the, just, you, just, you got intimidated because you know that if you make fun of Jerry Van Dyke, he will come here and fuck <laughs> you up. Yeah, I know. Audience, just imagine I made a really great Coach joke. <laughs> Jerry Van Some, Dyke, and I added something about Dauber, too. Jerry Van Dyke rolls crew deep, and he will take you out. Exactly. One to the dome piece for Jordan Morris from <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke. You know, I did work with, um, what's his name, Craig T. Nelson, and oh, sure. um, who's a lovely person, and he's remarkably informed about the shaker. 
movement. Really? really? Just specifically shakers? Because I would have he... taken him for a snake handler. <laughs> no, he made a documentary about the, the shakers. What? I remember the first time I met him, we had a long conversation about the whole burned over district of upstate New York. You know, me with my fondness for the Oneida community. Him with his, you know, his uh, thing for the shakers. And his tolerance for Dauber. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys are more Brook Farm people. <laughs> I, I, I kind of got the impression that when you when you made those, um, you're talking about the, the Pixar movie you were in. I got the impression that maybe you never saw the other people you were in the, those movies with. I never recorded with them concurrently, but sometimes, you know, he would, his session would be ending, his mind was starting. Okay. And so there's, there's sort of... Um, it's collegial se- chit chat. It seems to me uh, like when you're spending like thirty million dollars or seventy-five million dollars to make a movie, it would be worth the extra dough to pay everybody enough that they all come in at the same time and act with each other. Am I missed? Is like it seems crazy to me. Um, having never done it before, I I wouldn't have wanted my first day, you know, to be with Holly Hunter or something. <laughs> Like I want to take, I want to keep my amateur hour antics, to, uh, you know, <laughs> confined to as you know few people as possible. I can understand that. I understand that uh, absolutely. That's that's how I feel about me and Jordan. Like I just try and keep it to Jordan, you know, because otherwise I'm going to embarrass myself. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should just go back to my hotel room. And we could do this over the phone. You, you keep know? That pitching nice. you going back. Every <laughs> everything comes back to you. Going back to your hotel room. <laughs> You're like, wouldn't this be better if I had access to a chicken salad sandwich? <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Just to, not to get off the fertile subject of Craig T. Nelson <laughs> and what turn of the century religions he was into. Um, I, thought, I, always, I always thought he was a Mennonite, but go ahead. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I had the, I feel like I put the kibosh on that with Snake Handler. Okay, fine. That's fine. Okay, not to, you know, sorry. Sorry, I I'm didn't, making things uncomfortable. I didn't know snake handlers had special outfits because Mennonites do. Okay. Um, no, yeah, that's true. You would think some like good gloves would be in order. <laughs> 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 um, I uh, would want a whole like welding suit, you know. Uh, I kind of I kind of wanted to 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 just re re bring up the the topic of nesting. Uh, Sarah, are what 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 is your policy on staying in one place? My policy on staying in one place. What do you mean staying in one place? Are you a do you move a lot? Do you get uncomfortable if you are in an apartment for too long? Oh, um, I used to move a lot in my, you know, in my twenties. I I mean I think at some point and there were five years there in my twenties where I moved back and forth between Chicago and San Francisco four times, you know. And so I was definitely very restless. Um, was that just because every time it would get to be November, you'd be like, whoa, fuck this, I'm going back to San Francisco. It would be like, oh, I'm about to get fired in San Francisco. <laughs> I should go back to Chicago, you know, something like that. And then, um, yeah, I've, I've moved a lot. I, the, part, the apartment I'm in now I've lived in for four years, and that's the longest I've lived anywhere since I moved out of my parents' house. I'm I'm a bit of an adolescent in that way. What what were you like Jordan, what was your your childhood like? Was it was were you stable You're place just asking wise? him that now? How long have you guys known each other? Jordan, how old are you? <laughs> 
Jordan, uh, your gender. Tell me about it. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name? Hordon? Nope. You said it earlier, so just go with that. Um, uh, yeah, no, actually, my... Uh, yeah, I I was I was uh, born in Beaumont, Texas, and um, you know when I was like three, we moved to uh, Orange County, California, and yeah, that's where I stayed till I went to college. So because uh. my wife, uh, uh, the beautiful Teresa Thorne, um, she had this childhood where her parents uh, got married really young, like they were like twenty or something like that, and she was born when they were like twenty two or twenty three or something like that, and um, they're like financial life was in turmoil for the first like 10 or 12 years of her life. And so they, and they also like were, you know, lower middle class, middle class people in uh, Marin, which is super fancy. And so they were always like just barely getting by and they moved like once a year for her entire childhood. And so to my wife, Moving is like this totally normal thing to do, mm. whereas, you know, I, I moved, you know, once in my whole childhood, basically. And the idea of moving is just like this horrible, nightmarish trauma. <laughs> um, and so do you do you feel are you like cool with it, Jordan? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't like lifting things. Uh-huh, that's sure. my, it's my main thing is I don't uh, I don't like lifting. But no, you know I I I I'm pretty invigorated by it actually. I'm I'm surprised how much I like it. I like uh I like the new place and I like every time I find a little uh nook or a new rat I didn't know about. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um sure. so yeah, no, it's it's I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling good. And 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 you know, again back to the thriftiness, just that like, you know, having to pay that first and last again like was uh, I'm like, "Oh, that's going to bother me." But uh, no, I I feel great about it. Yeah, I, I feel positive and uh, my new house has a functionless Egyptian-style fireplace, which I'm what very excited mean, about. Egyptian-style? It's a walled-in fireplace, and the, I don't want to say coping, but the, the what do you... The surround? The sur- sure, yes, the surround uh, has some twirling snakes and some sphinx heads. It has two sphinx heads on either side, uh-huh. and one of them has the nose broken off. Are you sure... I have a question, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure that that is a fireplace and not some kind of tomb? Oh, yeah. It's a concern. Are you worried at all about mummies or other undead pharaohs? Yeah. No, I wasn't, but How are is the uh, is it completely walled off or is the the um, you know, is there a hole? There's a hole that I could put an orb in. Mm-hmm. But uh I mean until somebody finds the orb, I'm fine. And I think that's probably scattered at one of the other corners you of could, the earth. You know, you could insert candles in there to have oh, a, yeah. you know, a, a warm fireplace. Also look into biofuel. Okay, nice. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Maybe. That means burning your shit. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to burn your shit. Yeah. I'm just going to call Ed Begley Jr. and see what he has to say on the subject. I think you can. Can you can't you just reach out to Ed Begley Jr.? I, let's talk about Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> okay. Doesn't he have a reality show now? Let's talk for a minute about Ed Begley Jr. Number one, I've seen Ed Begley Jr. do guest appearances on several television programs lately uh, in which he has just been hilarious. He's a very winning... He's fantastic. You've met Ed Begley Jr.? I never have. I've just seen him on the TV. But you'd like to. Yeah, sure. Who Who wouldn't? wouldn't, Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. Everybody, he's a... I didn't know why Ed Begley Jr. was famous. In fact, I'm still not sure why he's famous. Was he he famous for something besides making guest appearances? 
one of those doctor shows in the 80s, I think. Oh, was he on like L.A. Law or something? I don't think he was. St. Elsewhere with Denzel Washington. Oh, was that it? Or... I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that, that doctor shows. Um, so Ed Begley Jr., number one, very winning guy. Number two, somebody was telling me, and I, in my memory it was you, Jordan, but it must have been someone else, that he has a website with a thing that says email Ed Begley Jr. Because he has a brand of like uh, something environmental, like uh, safe cleaning products or something like that. Yeah. And there's a thing where you can email Ed Begley Jr. And Ed Begley Jr. will just email you back with his tips on how to live a more eco-friendly life. Hmm. That's very giving. Hey, Ed Begley Jr. spends his nights and days not thinking about him, like a typical Hollywood, self-centered... Um, I mean, you're not from Los Angeles. Here we call them a, a Morris type or a Jordan type. Sure. <laughs> Morris-esque. Yeah. Uh, but actually like a, like a real person who thinks about, who loves to think about other people and how they can be more eco-friendly and how he can help them be more eco-friendly. Hmm. That's what I think is beautiful. Yeah. Ed Begley Jr. Um, I... Well, Jordan, you are living, it seems, a fairly eco-friendly life in that you do not seem overly um, consumptive. No, uh-uh. He, he, is, is, consu- he consumptive? is consumptive, though. He is? Yeah, yeah that's, I he, do have consumption. His doctor sent him out to, to, here, to live here because <laughs> it's a more arid climate. Right. <laughs> he also said I should spend a fortnight at the seashore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get rid of my hump. <laughs> my naturally occurring hump. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I think I heard a, I, this guy. This could be incorrect. I could just be. This could be wrong. I feel like on the way over here, I heard a radio commercial that Ed Begley Jr. has a reality show. Really? On like something called the Green Living Network. Oh, um, I think I might have seen this once, and it, it's a. It's sort of about um, him and his family, and apparently, though he is uh, quite, um, you know, welcoming of perhaps of people on his website with you know advice and stuff. Um, his family, he's um, a bit of a, an environmental taskmaster. Oh. He has them, like, Dad, he you're composting at my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bit of a stickler. I, w- I would like to. I'd like to be best friends with Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> there, I've said it. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I mean, hey, man, if I got uh, if I if I got uh, if I got ditched for Ed Begley Jr., man, that's I'm like, it's hey, it's pretty good, are right? You, are you two best friends off pod? We're we're very good friends, Jordan. You have some very close friends from high school that you're. Yeah, um, here, I think I think the main a lot there's well there's I think there's a lot of there's there's just some obstacles to Jesse and I um, doing more extracurricular hanging out than the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, primarily is is uh is my job is is uh is kind of time demanding and there's kind of a lot of travel and the you know general days are pretty late and uh, I think you know. In opposition to that, uh, Jesse can't stay up past 10 o'clock or yeah. he gets a headache. <laughs> yeah. It's a pathetic life I lead. Um, no, yeah. So uh, you, and, you and George Bush. Really? Remember he in the White House, he would be in bed by 10. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Way to go, Mr. President. <laughs> that's, why he was, that's why he was such a great leader. Yeah, he was well-rested. <laughs> so, always fresh. So it's um, your sleeping schedule and your travel schedule. It's what's keeping you apart. You know what? I'm going to go back to this George Bush thing. 
for one thing, think of how much more brush uh, America would have if he hadn't been president. The brush clearing that man did, I have not seen, seriously, I have literally not seen Barack Obama clear one group of brush. One. <laughs> Yeah, one a murder y- one of brush. Un- unit I can't of even brush. imagine. I can't even imagine him, you know, using a chef's knife to like shorten some a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, the only th- the closest <laughs> the closest I can come to Sarah, frankly, is imagining him holding a hammer and sickle. <laughs> That's as close as I can get, frankly, Jordan. Okay, sorry. So. I have this I have this ridiculous schedule where despite the fact that I'm a young adult, uh, a young urban professional, I literally go to bed every day. Ten o'clock is an exaggeration, but I literally go to bed every day at eleven. Um, and because otherwise I get migraines. Now c- continue, Jordan. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm saying just I mean if, if Jesse, if for some reason uh, you uh, you know just give your old lifestyle the heave ho. And uh, you know maybe divorce Teresa, right? And uh, and uh, which I've have been thinking about. To be fair, yeah, I've yeah, consi- yeah. we've all considered it. I mean, number one, she's a real so and so. Number two, she always wants me to. Uh, she's always inviting her mom over to stay. Oh boy, and that that old nag, huh? Number three, every time my boss is coming over, she burns the casserole. Continue. Yeah. No. Uh. Every. Yeah. I think if. Uh. I think if. If. Uh, if Jesse. Uh. Had a lifestyle where he wanted to do more uh, weekday bar hopping. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I think we would probably get in a little more FaceTime. Yeah. That's a. That's an issue. You know, I do. I get up very early myself. Sometimes I stay up very late, but I usually get up at somewhere. Sometimes between five thirty and six thirty. Wow. And sometimes. Uh, you got to work my, on your sampler. If my friends. Uh. They want to go to a movie. Uh, they know it it can't start after eight fifteen or I will fall asleep mm. in it i've been uh, I've been doing some uh, movie falling asleep in recently too, and I usually do a pretty uh, yeah I feel like i I like kind of like uh make the effort to hang out now that you know I, I I feel bad sometimes that my job takes up so much time, so I'll kind of put forth a little hangout effort. Um, it's big y- of you yeah, it is because uh I enrich people's lives, yeah. No friendship. It takes effort. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely took a little cat nap in surrogates recently. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this isn't a falling asleep in a movie story, but I was in. I saw <clears throat> the informant recently in. Um, in Wait, the, what movie did you say? The informant exclamation point. Oh, that one. Gotcha. And, you know, it's a and um, I saw it in in Union Square in New York, and um, so my friend and I sit down and and this family comes in a mother and two children who are well under the age of 10 uh-huh. and i'm wondering how the children are going to enjoy this movie about price fixing <laughs> and it turns out they didn't and mm. you could hear the little girl she was i don't know maybe eight saying um to her mother this isn't a real movie <laughs> and then at some point the kids just talked their mother into walking out but the little girl she had a scooter, and so she didn't just walk out. She scootered <laughs> down the aisle and out the door. That <laughs> was the most adorable movie walkout ever. I, I've got a new movie-going lifestyle, Jordan. Check this out. Two, okay. is it, this is a two-part plan. I, I for some reason, when I heard that sentence, I thought you were going to do some sort of <laughs> bit about having a TV movie on the Lifetime Network. <laughs> 
but I, that was an incorrect thing to think. I can't imagine why you wouldn't think that, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it all felt like it was leading into me having a TV movie on the Lifetime Network. Did you know that our friend uh, Dan Klein from Casper Hauser had a TV movie on the Lifetime Network? No, I didn't. Yeah, our good friend from the comedy group Casper Hauser, uh, Dan, he suffered a traumatic head injury. Uh, when he was like I, in his early 20s, I think he got hit by a car riding a bicycle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he used comedy uh, to regain his brain function, uh, like he, 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 you know, to rebuild his neural pathways or something like that. Uh, totally had a television movie made about him. Wow. So I thought laugh. So laughter really is the best medicine, apparently. If After you've had chemotherapy for, or something. for a traumatic, <laughs> there's a. I mean, you number one, you're going with aspirin and other anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. Number two, chemotherapy, of course, for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and number three, breathe right strips, which actually aren't technically a medicine, but are surprisingly effective. You really can breathe through your no- nose when you're wearing those things. Uh-huh. And then number four is, yes, laughter, but specifically for traumatic brain injuries. So if you have some kind of brain injury, your doctor comes in like, oh, you know, the bad news is you you have a brain injury. The good news is here's Eddie Murphy's Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, just watch this. Yeah. And that will that will heal heal you (laughs) like a snap of the fingers, Mm -hmm. like a snap of the fingers. I was about to say something before we started talking about laughter being the best medicine. Oh, my new movie going lifestyle. Oh, Oh, right. Here's my new movie going lifestyle. Number one, I've decided that I should be willing to pay to go to a movie, which has been an issue for me. I hate the idea that I have to pay 11, like, because it's me and my wife. So I have to essentially pay $25 to go to the movies at this point. You guys aren't going Dutch? Well, seems my, like after you've been married for a year, you start to go Dutch. Well, she's she doesn't have a big income, although she did get a new job, so it's a little different now. But um, it, it, wow, it was so, tough. So you, the public radio person, are the <sighs> breadwinner. How pathetic is that, Sarah? <laughs> it's pretty my pathetic. wife, my <laughs> wife went to law so school. So she's gotten a new job collecting cans then. <laughs> Out of the garbage. <laughs> there's this. Uh, there's this. Uh, there's this amazing chapter in the uh, Stephen Johnson book, The Ghost Map. Um, I liked. I enjoyed the Stephen Johnson book, The Ghost Map. But right in the beginning, there's this chapter that's about in how in like uh, Victorian London, um, all the different jobs people had uh, recycling waste because people would just throw everything on the street. And so there was all these different guys and there's like this hierarchy of different guys from like the guy that collects animal shit to the guy that collects people shit to the guy that collects little pieces of metal to the guy that collects like pieces of wood. Like each of these guys are called like a glimmerer and like a donder, mm-hmm. like a flamber. You know what I mean? The yeah. second two I made where, up. But where are you going with this? It's amazing. It's just so Teresa's uh, living in Victorian London right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she actually used, she actually collects biofuel for Jordan. Hmm. That's her career. We have to use a lot of the biofuel to power the time machine, which is kind of something <laughs> right. we're trying to like. It's one of the things. Although it is good that we have the time machine on biofuel. It is. We converted it from diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice impressive. thing is, it, it, it when you're using peanut oil, for example, it kind of smells like French fries. And if you're using you know traditional biomass, it smells like feces. But you can switch back and forth a little bit. And, yeah. You know, so I've, I've adjusted to the idea that I can pay $25 to go to the movies. 
Um, oh, right. I was wondering how we got on this. But I, I, and, and then I was distracted trying to remember, what is that phrase, stream of consciousness? And then <laughs> I told myself, it doesn't matter where we were. It only matters where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue. As Rakim once said, it's not where, you, it's not where you're from, Plus, it's where I you're have at. noticed um, you both are so self-absorbed that you, if it's about you, you will always return to that subject. <laughs> I <clears throat> listen. It's not. It's not self-absorption. I just realized that the audience is more interested in me. That's true. Than the guests. That's. I'm most willing to accept true. that. I the, know. The audience <clears throat> ultimately, the audience is interested. Is here for Jordan. It's your show. I'm just sitting here. I'm Continue. just a. I'm just a deep voice to keep Jordan from being a from from being an awkward monologue. Go back to your movie thing. Okay, so <laughs> that's number one. But the real thing is, I now have my uh, grandfather. Ha, was uh, like a vice president or something for Fox Theaters. Um, and because of his 25 years of service, he got a lifetime, uh, like a golden ticket pass to Fox Theaters, which is now Man Theaters here in Los Angeles. Was it really made out of gold? Solid gold. Really? No, I think it's brass probably. Okay. But it is metal. It is a gold-colored metal. Um, and uh, it says, free admission... Lee E. Thorne and family in recognition of 25 years of service. Oh, and family. I'm a member of Lee E. Thorne's family. He's my grandfather, was my grandfather before he passed. Does that mean that I get to go to movies for free? And will I ever be able to work up the guts to try it? Hmm. Do, you, you know, do you have the thing on you? That seems like that, that's the deciding factor. Is you can't just say like, hey, my grandfather has one of these things. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, no, I have me, the team. thing. I have the oh, thing. We'll do it. Do you what think about, it'll work? Um, but what about <clears throat> what about supporting the arts? Yeah. What about supporting Bruce Willis, who took <laughs> all that time to make surrogates? <laughs> are you just gonna? Are you just gonna? Are you just gonna? Bruce Willis has an expensive divorce and an expensive new wife mm-hmm. to support. Exactly. Uh, do you think they'll let me in? I'm really shot. worried that they're not going to get like they're going to be like what the fuck is this golden pass? I do pass? sort of feel bad for the poor you know teenager working at the mall. Yeah, who's presented with this? What I'm worried is that that person is going to get presented with it, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get terrified. Yeah, and then I'm going to have to browbeat them into accepting it, mm-hmm. and then they're going to start <clears throat> crying, and then their manager is going to come in and say, "Why are you crying? You're supposed to be working," and then they're going to get fired for letting me in. Yeah, and then, you know, what if uh, that person is laid off because fewer people are going to the movies and paying for it? Right. So you're getting them, like, twice over. Yeah. This sounds like a good weekend edition feature that you're working up here, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how they say the federal budget is a moral document? Don't you feel that way about your personal finances? That's next with me, Scott Simon. (laughs) Um, so I have a new... I can't wait till Daniel Shore shows up at 9.06 to, like, talk about the week's news. <laughs> That's going to be great. <laughs> you think we'll picture... get to meet Zuali Saikowtow? I'm trying to picture Daniel Shore, you know, who worked for <clears throat> Edward R. Murrow and, you know, covered the Kremlin in the 50s, I think. I'm trying to picture him here in your apartment. <laughs> it's fine. I'd, I'd just say one word about something tangentially related to Watergate. Mm-hmm. And just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, I was on Nixon's enemies list, you know. That's what he would say. Um, I'm not making fun of Dan Shore. I set the alarm in my cell phone 
for Saturdays at 906 <laughs> to listen to what he has to say. Not because he's always like totally like brilliant or anything, but just I just like hearing what an old guy thinks. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I am so on board with that. Someone with experience, someone who's been around. You he's know? super old and still very coherent. Completely. I'm perfectly coherent. It's amazing to he's think a lo- like he's a lovely, sane, elderly person, and these we don't get to hear from these people enough. Yeah, that's a good point. It's I'm with Sarah these, Val on this. I don't these, understand why you're in opposition. Especially Jordan. on television, it's all these you know cute blonde whippersnappers. Right. You know? I'm sick and tired of whippersnappers, Jordan. What like about, who what, probably what? don't even know what the Kremlin is, much less <laughs> hung out there. Do you think you would like it if you called him an oldster? Oldster. It's cute. Yeah, I think so. I think he'd like it. Mm-hmm. He's into cute shit. Sounds, I mean, if there's anything like a, that I've learned, it sounds like a kicky car. He's kind it? of he's <laughs> into the he's into the Japanese concept of kawaii. He's into the cuteness, like a Hello Kitty type oh, situation. Sure. Soft power. Yeah, I know about soft power. <laughs> Do you feel like your move is giving you a new lifestyle, Jordan? Is this a lifestyle move is for you? Is it a clean start, a fresh break? Yeah, a new morning. <clears throat> um, I. I mean, again, going back to going back to the fluff and fold, um, I want it to be. I want this to be the start of a uh, you know a new improved me. How does your new apartment? Because you had a you had a, a lovely apartment. It was mm-hmm. in a, a place full of. This is like of... the crappiest Oprah episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> but at, uh, on the plus side, we're just going to give away cars at the end, so that's all anyone remembers about this episode. That's the pull quote from this week's episode. We're going to put that in our <laughs> iTunes description, How... like the crappiest Oprah episode ever. <laughs> Sarah Val. Are you being the best, um, Jordan, you can be? Yeah. Are I, you living your best life? Here, Jordan, so I, let's set the table here. You had a lovely apartment. Yes. In, uh, he would need silverware for that. You in know? Hollywood. <laughs> I have some, I have a drawer full of old takeout plastics. You you had a you had a lovely apartment in Hollywood uh, yeah. in a nice uh, apartment community with uh, a lady who yelled at you when you tried to do your laundry. Yeah. Um, a crazy you were, hoarder. You were right by the right next door to a crazy hoarder. Uh, you were right by the comedy factory. Probably the laugh factory, sure. The laugh factory. So you could see Dane Cook anytime you wanted and John Lovitz once a week. He dropped in. He drops in a lot. Um so you had a pre- you had a pretty good lifestyle. And I think the the main thing I'm I'm upset about leaving Trader behind Trader Joe's is, yeah, one block away. Yeah, walking to a Trader Joe's was great. Do you back to the silverware, do you yes. do you own any <laughs> silverware that isn't plastic? No, you know, I actually I uh I did I did a trip to IKEA. Mm-hmm. Um and with the intent of just buying kind of the little home, then we're talking toilet brush. Uh, I bought silverware. a new, new grip of silverware. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you have some silverware? I do. Yeah. How I could, many uh, place settings do you have? Ooh, place setting. That's I have silverware. <laughs> I have silverware. You know my favorite. I have four forks. My favorite all-time uh, line from the history of this American life was this uh, Scott Carrier story where he's talking about when he met his wife and she came over to his house which sounds a lot like probably your house jordan's and uh and she she notices he only has one fork one knife and one spoon (laughs) and she says why you only have one fork one knife and one spoon he's like how many am i supposed to have do you have more than one she said yeah you know i have quite a number for in case i have friends over don't you have any friends and he says yeah, I have a friend, but my friend doesn't have any hands. 
His friend was a dog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's why I have so many, you know, woodland creatures as friends. Is because I, you know, I just I can't accommodate humans. Also, all you eat is nuts. Yeah, exactly. Jesse, has Jordan entertained you at his home? I yeah, once or twice. Um, but he's never he's never cooked anything. No. Do you know how to cook anything, Jordan? Yeah, I, you know, I I think you, I think you, you know what? Once in college, I'm I'm going to cut you off here, sure. Jordan, to say once in college, I went over to Jordan's house. This was a shared like a real college shared house that he shared with some friends from the uh, college radio station. And uh, it, it was about dinner time, and I remarked, "Gosh, it's about dinner time." Thinking that maybe we would go to buy a burrito or something like that, because I never in a million years imagined that Jordan would be able to prepare food. Um, no offense, Jordan. It's okay. And um, uh, Jordan uh, said, "Hey, how about I fry us up some chicken?" He had yeah. some chicken in the he some chicken. He, uh, uh, you know, breaded it or crusted it with mm-hmm. some seasonings and mm. uh, fried it in a Fry Daddy, which really? is a, a, yeah. an electric deep, re- frying, deep frying appliance. I remember the Fry Daddy. Oh, yeah, I had some good times with the Fry Daddy. Was oh. it a Fry Daddy or a Fry Baby? Oh, it was a Daddy. Oh, it was a Daddy. Impressive. I was putting, uh, I was putting chickens in there. Do you uh, still have it? No, you know, the Fry Daddy was, uh, belonged to one of the other people that, uh, that I lived with in college, um, and I... You know, uh, while I lived in that house, I kind of jacked the fry daddy. I definitely mm-hmm. made it, uh, you know, my thing. Um, but no, I don't. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't know if I should get another one. It's real messy. It's a messy. Yeah. You, you, you I've fried. Some, you fried. Yeah. You've had a daddy. Sure. Okay, so Jordan. I mentioned my people are okies. Jordan, I know my way fry, around fried foods. Do you know what's you the can... what's the what's the preferred okie thing to fry? Okra. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you do you? But squash, as my mother says, if it's good, it'll be better fried. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that is really is true. Yeah. It was frying things is bad for you, but it really does make stuff taste better. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's really amazing. Do you do you cut the okra into like a disc? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, little pieces, and then you uh, then you dip it in um, uh, flour and some cornmeal. Sure. With egg. Yeah, cornmeal for crunch. Yeah. Yeah, cornmeal's going to give you a nice crunch. Do you are you an enter, do you entertain people, Sarah? Mm, sometimes, yeah, I do. That's going to be my new thing. That's another that's part of my new lifestyle. I'm entertaining. What's a what's a You're coming over a, for dinner, uh, Jordan. What's a Sarah Vowell entertainment session like? I like um I'm good at breakfast brunch type of stuff, you oh, know. Sure. I make these Like a mimosa? Um well, um, I I'm no longer a drinker. Oh, okay. Um, thanks for reminding me. An alcoholless mimosa. Yeah. A yeah. virgin mimosa. I make these potatoes with bacon and anise. Oh, that are wow. A, a brunch I don't even know Anything anise is, you're looking at, you're looking at fancy I stole town. that recipe from a restaurant in New York that's no longer exists, but that's, that's one of my specialties. Well, then it's legal. Once the restaurant like, goes out of business, um, it's legal know, to steal their recipes. A various egg scrambles. Oh. Um, like a good one is, you know, with manchego cheese and spinach. Very simple. I like to cook very simple food. Sure. Well, I'm also, just excited that we're invited over. I mean, I've never expected that when we, brought you over here i also enjoy throwing tea parties oh tea parties do you make like a cucumber sandwich well no um uh i'm allergic to gluten okay so i i make a rice bread (laughs) cucumber sandwich (laughs) i've never done the the crustless sandwich thing but in that sense i i barely cook it's just 
the success of a, a good afternoon party is just a presentation of a wide variety of snacks, both savory and sweet. Oh. Okay. And, you know, and well, the presentation. Do they, does it, does, uh, is this, is it, um, is it based around an activity or is it just kind of socializing? Chit chat. Chit chat, okay. Jibber jabber? Totally. There's jibber and jabber. That's excellent. I enjoy I, I, The only thing, I'm having this issue in my life right now, which is this. My wife has no, uh, no special interest in cooking. She's not against it, but she's neither is she for it. And she grew up in a family where nobody cooks ever. So all she thinks of to eat is like a quesadilla or possibly like some, she has a good sense some of. garbage she finds while she's collecting <laughs> cans. Yeah. <laughs> She she has a good sense of like healthy food like most people who don't cook like maybe they 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 like always want to eat McDonald's or something like mm-hmm. that. She's not like that at all, but she also doesn't cook at all. Um and so I've been like, well maybe I should learn to cook and I've come to kind of enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because when I cook then my wife cleans up and I'm like, oh, I don't even have to clean up. I just have to make the thing and then eat it. Mm-hmm. But the things that motivate me to cook something are every single one of them involves like bacon or just like something something from a fatty part of a pig. Yeah. Um, it's the food of joy. Cheese. <laughs> just huge amounts of cheese. Like I'll make the shit out of a big thing of macaroni and cheese mm. and I'll just eat it for every meal for like three days. And at that point, it's pretty unhealthy. Yeah. That's a great story, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> No, I I cook a lot, you know, because I have all these food allergies. So, um, yeah, but I don't when I'm cooking that sort of stuff, my my loser food. I don't make other people participate in that. So you will make a like, gluteny. You know, thing like for... if I'll make pasta, it'll be spelt pasta, pasta made out of rice and tapioca flour. You know, which <laughs> you eat a lot of spelt. <laughs> spelt. Spelt actually does have some gluten. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know, it's a cruel world, isn't it? That's fucked up. You can't even, in a world where you can't even eat spelt, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't eat spelt, Jordan. (laughs) Without spelt, I'm lost in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 Okay, look. It's a biblical grain spelt. (laughs) So being lost in the wilderness, that was actually quite witty. Uh, geez, I, okay. Can I have you travel more, around with me, maybe Sarah? Maybe more meaningful and, than witty. But. And can, can I have you travel around with me and, and find wit in sure. my witless comments? I can, I can, um, I can, what's, I can divine the um, Old Testament heft in what you're saying. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been needing some gravitas, <laughs> and the gravitas of an angry god is probably the best gravitas to have. It's up there. Yeah, sorry, Jordan, I cut you off there. Uh, no, I actually had something. I have okay. I'm thinking about the best way to do this. I have when you said biblical, uh, something funny happened to me this weekend that involves Bibleness. Okay. And uh, it, but also involves hand motions. Okay. So I know that it's maybe not the best audio story. Okay. It's too bad there's no video because then I could do deep and wide with the hand motions. Oh yeah, that would be good. Anyway, continue. Um, but here, here's what I'm going to do. I, I, I will do the hand motions to this story, and maybe you guys can just describe what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, something I uh, have to do for my job is um, uh, I have to go to a thing called the Do Tour. Sure. 
I don't know what that is. Uh, the do, the you do didn't is... To, you didn't have to go that when you were doing that. Isn't American that part of life? your book tour? No, I've been to some to-dos, but I've never been to... Is do D-E-W? This is, this is, the do is from Mountain Dew. Okay. Uh, I work for a television network that specializes in uh, skateboarding and its affiliated uh, ventures. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so the... Remind me, I have a story about the Pequot War. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, anyway, so I... Um, the Dew Tour is this kind of big uh, traveling, super-sponsored skateboard fiasco that goes to uh, America's worst cities. Mm-hmm. And, Dallas. Um, uh, this, this, is, this one's happening in Orlando. Okay. Um, Dallas is worse. Is, yeah. Um, I bet, yeah, I've been on a few family trips to Dallas. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Because um, Orlando has, you know, animatronic presidents, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and a baby alligator farm, which I didn't get to go to. Okay, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, no. Sarah's no, next book is America's Animatronic President. <laughs> <laughs> um, All of them. Um so I that would be great if like when you became president, uh, they just there was a place that collected animatronics of you. So that at some point there was just like, you know, because Disneyland, you got a Lincoln, you got a Washington. Yeah. But where's, you know, where's the animatronic Jimmy Carter? Right. There is one. Yeah. There's a I haven't been to Disney World Jordan, since the new president was of elected. Of course there's one. There's an animatronic. Every single president is animatronic. That's what the what? Hall of Presidents is. Is they're all lined up in a row. This Only isn't a California of, Disney World. Oh, I've never been to the. I've never been to Disneyland, but at oh, okay. Disney World. Um, only some of them talk. Lincoln talks and Clinton talked. Uh, it, I've only. He was still president when I went, and uh, he had I think recorded his voice especially for his animatron. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So his Murderbot. Um, anyway, Orlando. So they, wait, 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 I just want to clarify. I want to be super clear about this. Mm -hmm. At Disney World in Orlando, Mm -hmm. there is an area with every president robotized. Yeah, the Hall of Presidents. And some of them don't speak, but they all move. Do you really want to hear from Millard Fillmore? Yes. (laughs) A robot one? I think they all kind of move a little bit. Yeah. And I felt like the Reagan was staring right at me. But, um, <laughs> His eyes followed you. They're unveiled after, if I recall correctly, they're unveiled after a documentary about American history narrated by Maya Angelou that focuses, that spends a surprising amount of time on the nullification crisis of the Jackson administration. <laughs> That'd be well, great that's if... Maya's special passion. This is all in Frontierland. You, you, know? sure, you sure. have to accommodate your stars. Yeah, you can take in your giant turkey leg that you bought outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and but then when they get to the Civil War, you know, because it's, it's Maya Angelou, it's uh, you know she's talking about the bitter and bloody war. <laughs> you know, um, I have a friend who is friends with Maya Angelou. Uh huh. And like they're like real, like they're like friends, like they hang out when they're in the same town, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told me a really funny story about Maya Angelou who uh, called a phone psychic and became, con- this is really true, and became convinced that uh, the phone psychic was a real psychic because the phone psychic 
knew that it was Maya Angelou. She has quite a signature voice. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to recognize one person mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. Since Howard Cosell died, it's pretty much her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Snoop Dogg, but that's it. Anyway, Jordan, you were talking about the Dutor and the Bible. Oh, sure, I was. Uh, I also had a, a funny joke idea to where if all the uh, pre, the presidents that happened pre, uh, recorded voice all had the voice of Robin Williams. <laughs> so that'd be pretty funny. Am I being bossy? Do your other guests um, pretend like they're the host of the show? <laughs> I, you know, honestly, Back to you, Jordan. Honestly, uh, we kind of need it. So yeah. thanks. You're filling a you're filling it's a much needed role. Tough love. Last week, last week on the show, one of our two guests just didn't say anything the entire time. <laughs> Uh, as I was saying about do uh, there are some guests on a lot of shows I wish that that, that were true of you know yeah zing yeah hmm. Mr Al Roker yeah, she's talking know. about you Roker yeah. I, this is how I watch the late night um, talk shows uh, if it's I I TiVo them or use the DVR on the other TV because I have two um, and <laughs> if, it's an, if it's an actor if it's an actor I fast forward. And if the hosts, say David Letterman or Conan O'Brien, if they laugh, then I'll rewind and watch it. But if the host never smiles, I keep going. That's a good. Uh, that's a good policy. That's a really because good system. Because I already know Clint Eastwood is good to work with. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if this person isn't saying anything. You don't need it. Everybody calls him Mister Eastwood. That warrants a, at least a smirk. You know. Right. I'm gonna keep going. Life's too short. Can you imagine what it'd be like to make David Letterman laugh at something that you said? I don't have to imagine that. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you feel so confident and smugly coming in here and bossing us around. Pretty, You're like, you know what? Great. Yeah. I feel like uh, once you've done What's that. It, what? I, sorry. I. I just want to know what it's like meeting Letterman. Like what? Like what? Did you touch like, him? Like the first. I you, saw you, him you once. Shake out hands. Of my, yeah. You shake hands. Is he electrical? N- no, he's a. You know, he's a kindly gentleman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet he is. He's he's quite a reader. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I I get that about him. Yeah, I get that. Um. Anyway, did you figure out what his secret is? His secret? Yeah. No, but Damn that's it. that's 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 why it's great. The mystery, you know, you you can't figure that out. I do- like when I was a kid, I was a trumpet player. And I would go to sleep every night listening to this old Louis Armstrong album because I thought if I just listened to it enough, I could figure out what he was doing. You can't. That's why he's great. <laughs> that is, that really, with Letterman particularly. He has a je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that, that I don't think any other, I mean, I'm, I, I also really enjoy uh, Conan O'Brien. I think he's uh, one of the funniest guys in existence, and his wit just... Um, astonishes me Mm -hmm. i marvel at his conversational wit like he'll make a joke that i never could have anticipated in a million years it'll be perfectly you know like a dart to the you know center of the dartboard every time um but i can understand that he's making a joke and i i understand i get the joke i know that it's a joke like it makes sense blah 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 with letterman it's it's like uh, it's like someone's performing a magic trick. Yeah, he's very inscrutable. Um, in a good way. Can we start talking about Detour again? 
Yeah, okay. Let's get yeah. back to the do tour. Sorry, okay. Jordan. <laughs> You're following the word inscrutable by can we talk about the do tour? The do tour. <laughs> I just I did I don't know. I just thought maybe the Letterman conversation had run out. Yeah. There's yeah. not much to say. That's the problem with mysteries. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's more golly gee. Okay. <laughs> um it, it, so it's this it's this giant uh it's this giant thing and there's and there's um there's uh, what they call the sponsor village. <laughs> So there's all there's the area where all the the competition there's the area where all the competition is taking place and then there's the sponsor village um, where there is a lot of (laughs) it's yeah it's ridiculous Um, and it's you know and it's it's all these booths most of them inflatable if it's not a party bus then it's an inflatable structure of some sort. Uh, you know, dedicated to 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 brands like Ballpark Franks and and PlayStation and hey, you know Ballpark Franks. Yeah, the Ballpark Franks. The they totally are. And each they each, do plump when you cook them. To their credit. In each the kind of and kind of just to give you a sense of the mood at this thing. Um, each each inflatable or party bus location has its own speaker system playing its own pump up music. And its own really obnoxious host trying to get people to come over to the mm. their thing. So it's just this din of awfulness. So these people, their sound bleeds into each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's, it's just not like the pristine sonic setup in Jesse's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Or what is that out the window? The four hundred five. Yeah. <laughs> four hundred five plus dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, this is like this Jordan's is this laundry. is like this is Green Day smashing against Lady Gaga, smashing against the two, you know, most obnoxious assholes in the world who they let have the microphone. You're basically living in a world of like action movie credit sequences, is what you're describing to me. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. you're reminding me of you know Wordstock in <clears throat> Portland, which is this great literary festival. But they would have it. In, I don't think they do it anymore, but they had it in this convention center and there are only partitions you know that are like five feet high in between readings and so apparently i'm a real yeller when i read and i (laughs) drown out ursula le guin oh boy (laughs) oh man i bet there were some pissed off ursula le guin fans i think so i probably owe her an apology from five years ago you came you came outside and your car was covered in dragon related bumper (laughs) stickers but we digress Anyway, the sponsor village. Sure, yeah, and uh, part of and 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 my uh, company, which is Fuel TV, has an area, and they tape some kind of little bits for a TV show in there. So, kind of the idea is that the the kids get to come in and they get to be part of the studio audience and then watch themselves on TV later. Anyway, so I am not the host of these little bits, but my job is to uh, make sure that the kids are warmed up. Uh, that they know kind of proper television audience behavior. Nobody's giving the camera the finger. No one's. I think wearing... we 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 were we were talking about this before the the power of the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I definitely went into this with like you know I'm not I'm not going to be one of these like all right guys let's hear it let's hear it I'm not going to be one of these guys like I'm 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 going to talk to them. You know, like they're human beings. I'm going to be reasonable. And I'm not going to. But I'm like, and eh, no. Basically, you just throw a t-shirt. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to maybe try and be a little witty at this. And you uh, just have to throw have a some t-shirt. fun with it. Yeah, you just throw a t-shirt. 
um, that quickly... That's why I started recording, um, why I started setting my alarm to listen to Daniel Shore's news analyses. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he, he always throws out t-shirts. He threw at the me end. an NPR t-shirt once. Oh wow! No, go ahead. <laughs> um, that's why you bring the Sarah Vowell Bod Squad with you everywhere you go <laughs> to your book reading, so they fire <laughs> the uh, the wordy shipmates promotional t-shirt mm-hmm. at the audience. Um, because it's NPR listeners, it should be a uh, promotional North Face jacket. There you go. Um, anyway, so so. Uh, when they need stalling or something, I would uh, I I have kind of just a a collection of games that I have to play with the audience. Not not have to want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a collection of games to play with the audience. Pictionary. Yeah, Pictionary. Operation. Sure. Do you uh, need that? Isn't this whole show just stalling? Scrabble <laughs> like, you know, in seems, Espanol. Seems yeah. like you're stalling just fine. Yeah. No. You know. You know. Uh, uh, this is it's one thing for podcast listeners. These are these are these are for the most part angry, pumped up eleven year olds. Okay. So. Kind of, you need a different, need different strategy. Um, anyway, so I, I, uh, I, I don't know if I made this up or not. I kind of think I made it up. Maybe I didn't. It's dumb. I, it's not something I should take credit for. Uh, extreme rock, scissors, paper, where I say, okay, you can do rock, scissors, paper, but you can also do just anything else, and then I judge what wins. Right. And uh, I thought that'd be a fun way to get them creative. Um, mm-hmm. uh, th- most, most of these kids are not creative or don't have any interest in being in this context. Most of them just say gun. Mm-hmm. Most of them just make a gun and say mm. gun or bomb. Um, one kid said AIDS once, and I didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> um, but this one thing came up, and it was basically the funniest thing in the world. And um, anyway, so we're in Orlando, <clears throat> and definitely the cross section of Orlando is there. There is a, you know, a collection of, you know, kind of dumpy, surly-looking uh, white kids, and then uh, and then there are some uh, then there's some kind of spunky African American kids, and it's pretty divided. So they're basically both sitting on their side of the area. There are no Seminoles. No, no, there's not. Um, anyway, so I uh, fuel I, passes out like smallpox blankets before the show, just to clear anybody out. Sure. Um, Remember when Revenge of the Nerds went to Orlando and um, what's the main nerd, Poindexter? And he's, it's one of maybe Revenge of the Nerds 3 or 4, I don't know. And um, he tries to scare the frat guys and, and he says, you know, he um, he dresses up like, you know, some ridiculous caricature of an Indian and, and he yells, what he says is, um, turn my crank in Seminole. And then when I was watching that, I was like, there is no such language as Seminole. The Seminoles speak Creek or Mikosuke. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think we've yeah. all had a moment like that watching Sarah, Revenge I feel, of the Nerds I just feel, I feel bad for you that you can't enjoy a Revenge of the Nerds movie. <laughs> they just didn't. That's your, they just, that's your deal. They just didn't fact check that properly. <laughs> the, Any, anyway. Her only saving grace is there's no Indian-related stuff in the Police Academy series. <laughs> yeah. Thank God you still have that. <laughs> Okay, so you have white kids versus black kids, uh, yeah, basically. So, so you're fomenting a race war. Continue. Yeah, so I try. Yeah, anyway, so it's time for Extreme Rock, Scissor, Paper. I call up one of the dumpy, uh, one of the dumpy white kids and one of the, the peppy black kids. And um, anyways, I give them, I give them a, I'm like, okay, you guys, before we start, you guys can talk this over with your friends and to think of the best thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. so they do that. 
And then I'm like, all right, shoot. Dumpy White Kid does this. Remember, you guys have to say oh. what it is. He's, he's, he's crossing his arms in front of him like he was like he was a straight edge kid doing this, telling with, you with about this, how. Or like he this. was he was in the video for uh, the song "X Gonna Give It to You" by Exhibit. Sure. Or he's kind of like the Rosie the Riveter. You can do it a little bit. Yeah, if like, the arms were crossed. That, yeah. that was definitely the tude that he did it yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Black Kid does this. Spider-Man uh, shooting webs. Which is, is that also like the Devil Horns middle? That's like an upside down, yeah, like an upside down metal sign. And also the Hawaiians call that the shaka. Oh, okay. What is it? Does that mean anything? Isn't or? a shaka one, isn't that like this with the Oh, with yeah. The pinky oh, it might thumb? be this. Okay. Yeah, Jordan, what, that's Jordan's the hang loose. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm like, okay, guys, what are those? Uh, white kid. Christ. Uh, black kid. Sigh of, just sigh of defeat. <sighs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So then I, and then I, A, that's the most hilarious thing that's ever happened. But B, then I am forced to judge what wins, Christ or Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Anyways, it was tough. It was, uh, it was tough. I, ult- I well, didn't it, know what to do. You know the Spider-Man motto about uh, responsibility? Sure. Great power the, comes great responsibility. Yeah, that essentially comes from that comes from the Old Testament. Yeah, yes. So, so it's really Old Testament versus New Testament. Right. That's how I look. <laughs> and at I it. feel I didn't like, see that. and I feel like Old Testament is always going to smite New Testament. Yeah. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. <laughs> That's uh, the rule. Old Testament smites New Testament. A lot yeah. more fireballs than a lot more talking donkeys. Just like water douses fire. Yep. Old Testament smites New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although there's that late late breaking apocalypse at the end of the New Testament. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the horsemen, the beasts. Yeah, but mm. I still feel like Old Testament generally trumps. Yeah. Just throw some locusts at it. When in doubt, throw some locusts at that shit. <laughs> Would, uh, and did you choose Christ? Yeah, I chose Christ mainly because I didn't want anybody to get mad at me. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that might make things uncomfortable. And then somebody came up to you. Just, Dressed as Spider-Man. Hey, excuse me, Jordan. <laughs> um. Jesse, your nerd voice is as offensive as uh, Sarah's Chinese caricaturing around. Sorry. Sorry, I'm just guys. Saying. guys I you also, guys don't have to resort to those broad stereotypes. I also hiked up, my, hiked up my pants and uh, put some wet, white medical tape around the uh, nose bridge of my eyeglasses. Yep, I didn't like it. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Vowell alongside us. Just sitting here. Just sitting in the corner. And so that's her way, I would say. That is her way. Yeah. Um, Happily, as you know, if you're out there, you can you can sponsor. <laughs> you don't wish Jordan you were Jesse sitting Go. in some other corner. We'll, no, this is the only corner I want to be in. We'll take money from anybody. Personal message, hundred bucks. Business message, hundred and fifty bucks. It's that easy. You just give us yeah. some money. We'll talk about your shit. Um, a kind listener named Jacob Haller has sponsored this week's program. He has a brand new CD out called Mistaken Identity. He's a, a singer songwriter, kind of a guitar-y singer songwriter. Um, uh, you it's know, not playing a zither. Is what you're it's saying. not a piano singer songwriter. I'm okay. trying to draw. Okay, he's not a. Yeah, sure. we're we're not talking. We're not, not talking Billy about Joel one of these Billy type. Joel, Randy Newman type situations. Sure. Um, he has a new CD called Mistaken Identity, and uh, we'll put the link up on the forum to, so that you can click through and hear it. But you can hear the whole thing on his website, which is music.jwgh. Presumably, Jacob Haller's middle initials are uh, WG. 
music.jwgh.org. So music.jwgh.org. Um, we want to encourage you to check it out. Um, it's a new CD, Jacob Haller, Mistaken Identity. You can listen to the whole thing. And like I said, we'll, we'll put the link on the webpage, right? Boom. Do it. Boom. Uh, you know what? You know what I like about this guy? Some people might interpret this as a money. negative. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we got that money? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, he's, a, he's a, a bald guy. He's a bald guy. Bald guys are doing it for themselves these days. Yeah. Bald guys taking care of business. I'm going to be a bald guy pretty soon. I'm getting close. I, I noticed that my, that my peninsula is starting to turn into an island uh, on top of my head. Um, that reminds me of 17th century maps of California. Sure. <laughs> Remember? Oh, are we still are we still back on the sponsor? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure yeah. he's a big fan of the 17th. But Jacob Haller, of course... A baldman, just like we've myself. All, we've all been, uh, everybody's just been inspired by Jason Statham. You're like, you know what, if Statham can bald and then, and, and kick that much ass. Jason Statham, Jason Statham's probably the greatest bald of all time. Oh, God. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah. Almost I, I can't think of a better bald. Yeah. Can you think of any better baldman? I'm trying to think. It seems like Allen Ginsberg lost a lot of his hair toward the end there. Yeah. Wait, if Ginsburg fought Statham, you know how short that would be. That would be a really <laughs> that would short be, fight. That would be over before it began. It would be like so. this. And that would be the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but what if Ginsburg used the Christ sign? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That beats most things, mainly because it makes everyone uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> Music. Music.jwgh.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Bell, saying hi. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be labeled. No, that's fine. It's, you know, we, we, you have permission to come up with a nickname. I don't want anyone to feel obligated to come up with a nickname. We're also being paid a visit by the Crime Stopper Chopper. I don't no. know if people can hear that. I could be uh, Homebody on the Move. Homebody on the <laughs> oh, Move. Sold. Okay, so I think we've had a lot of fun here today. Definitely. Um, certainly, Sarah Val, would she have rather been ordering room service? Yes. <laughs> Was she willing to come here? Yes. And we thank her for it. And uh, here's, what, here's what I'd like to do to thank her. Mm. I'd like to insist that everyone run out to the bookstores. Run. Do not walk. And each listener of Jordan Jesse Go by... Two copies. Each one buys two copies of the brand new paperback of her brand new book, Assassination Take the Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they can walk. Those books have been out a while. They can walk. Okay. They don't need to run. They're not going to run out of them. Uh. Well, there's going to be a rush on them because of the Jordan Jesse Go. They keep printing more. Sorry, Sarah. I know we're ruining your whole uh, book tour here by. Um, Basically, we we've invited you here to railroad you. No, no. I mean, I'm I've um I've been asked quite enough enough questions about the Massachusetts Bay colonists. It's nice to field other queries about you know Jordan's domicile. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel like that's been lacking from your book tour so far. Yeah. No one asks what they think Jordan should put up on his walls. And I have a suggestion. I have one additional suggestion. Let's say you want to hear a lot about the Massachusetts Bay Colony. You know what I think you should do? What? Uh, go go into your iTunes, Information Tunes, right there on your personal computer. Is that what that stands for? Mm-hmm. 
in. <laughs> That's one of those magic moments we okay. have every so often. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, you're at iTunes, yes. Uh, you go into your iTunes, you uh, go to the San Diego America. Sarah was on, what, six, nine months ago? Nine months ago, maybe? When did your... When did your a year. Uh, a year. A year ago, we talked a lot about the Massachusetts mm. Bay Colony. Right. We did. Okay, good. I thought you were you were saying that to me like I was lying or something. No, no, I concur. Okay, so you can learn a lot about the Massachusetts Bay Colony, or you could just while you're then, there, you could just buy the audio book of the book. Oh yeah, Sarah, yeah. You're, I I uh, I've uh, ingested all your books via audio book. Oh really? Um, uh, usually have very good guest stars. That's true. Play the part. I like is to that, put on a show. Yeah, is, is there any good guest stars this time around? Let's see. Um, yeah, I have T-Bone Burnett reading from Moby Dick. Nice. I good. have um, John Slattery from Mad Men as the voice of JFK. Wow. He is wow. That's good casting. He was good. Good um, casting. Did you get to touch him? Peter Dinklage is Roger Williams. Man. Oh, God. This is a very handsome lineup so far. Catherine Keener is Anne Hutchinson. Oh, you got Catherine Keener? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have such a crush on Catherine Keener. She touched my shoulder once. Oh, jeez, Louise. Don't remember what it felt like. Wow. <laughs> it felt like this. Boy-oy-oying. Well, she can get kicked out of Massachusetts like nobody's business. Oh, my wow. goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever need any podcasters to guess... To, to <laughs> yeah. If you want, you want to add that cachet that only a couple of podcasters can bring... Bring to an audio book. <laughs> In the world of internet marginalia. Yeah. <laughs> the You're world hi- of dumb assholes. You're hired. Thanks. Okay, Maximum Fun, uh, MaxFunCon.com if you want to learn about MaxFunCon. Uh, Topatico.com slash MaxFun if you want to buy one of our sweet new polo shirts or something. Uh, Sarah Vowell doesn't like the internet, hates the internet. Um, and uh, That's not true. I'm ambivalent. Okay. Ambivalent there, towards means, the internet. Th- that means I have some positive feelings toward it. Enthusiastic mm-hmm. about Creole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan, of course, is from uh, the great city of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>